So, Blake, you know we had this recent run on the show where we had celebrities open. We had Chuck <coughs> Taylor. We had Mick Foley. Well, now, luckily, we have former WWE superstar... Oh, God, this Blake saved me. Blake, I'm holding up my hand for this hot tag. I want this cold open to be good. Take it. Sin Cara. <laughs> I think he's still with the company. Let's go with the first Sin Cara. It's just a picture of Sin Cara, and that's it. It's no audio. But you got, you know what? For those of you listening at home, you can't see it. But Sin Cara is on screen right now, and he is just fucking waving. He's so happy about this show. He's got oh, a sign. He has a sign that says, "I love Fight Boys." Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Shield Master General himself, Scotty Moore. And I don't know who I am anymore. It's, I've been gone for so long. I, it's, I've been outside of space and time and wrestling. Yeah. Am I Triple H? <laughs> Yes. How did you remember? Trips, it's so good to have you on the show. Of of course. uh, How could I forget? The cerebral assassin himself, Triple B. Yes, that's me. The B. B. uh, B. Blake, Blake, Blakinson. Our fair boy. I do love the fact that last week at the end of the show, I talked to Dylan. I'm like, man, I can't wait because next week... I did feel bad for Dylan because my thing I learned at the end of the episode was just, I learned that I miss Blake and I can't wait for next week when finally we've got all the fight boys back. At which point, like two days later, Dylan texted me and was like, oh yeah, about that. I'm going to be out of state. So you guys are just going to have to fuck off without me. Whoops. Whoops. Okay, cool, Dylan. Thanks. (laughs) So yeah, this is a BS cast this week, which means that there's not going to be much wrestling. And a whole lot of us making up shit that's not true. I will say, like, did you watch? Because you were at home for Raw this week, weren't you? <laughs> I was. And, um, we're the so, worst! This is my first Monday that I'd had in over a month that I didn't get home past 10 o'clock. Yeah. Our time. And of course, you celebrated by not watching Monday Night Raw. Well, it was 9 o'clock. And I'd been sitting at my computer for four hours. Yeah. Because I was just like, let me catch up on all the things. Mm-hmm. And then I got a message in our chat that Dylan was saying, hey, anybody catching up on Raw? That was interesting. To which point <laughs> I realized, oh, it's Monday. Yeah. Wrestling happens. Now, I will say, my favorite fucking thing to ever happen in all of existence happened at the end of the show. Because... They had that triple threat with Sammy, Finn, and Roman. And, of course, I'm sitting here like, well, Roman's probably going to fight Brock again because they got to resolve that dumb fucking storyline. So they I'm have gonna to have s- three matches now. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm, okay, it's going to be Finn. I'm going to say it's Finn. Blake, the fa- even when he didn't win, Roman Syndrome was like in full bloom. 
Because there was a solid, like, three to four minute period of that match where it's nothing but Finn and Sammy beating the shit out of Roman. Like, they take him into the audience and, like, Sammy gives him a halluva kick into, like, the, uh, the producer's area and then Finn they jumps up. a small child. Yeah, then Finn jumps up, hits a coup de gras, two finishers in a row. Roughly, roughly like three or four minutes later, Roman is back in the match and like beating the shit out of Sammy. Well, see, that's the thing. Roman, as long as he has his like four minute power nap, yeah. he's okay. See, I, re- I, I really like where they're taking Roman because it's somewhat interesting because now it's just I'm supposed to be champion, and I'm real pissed about it. Like, <laughs> if you watch Roman during that match look like a caged animal that had just been unleashed, you just beat the shit out of everybody. I'm like, I could get behind this. I can get behind Angry Boy Roman just on his quest to get the title back. Yeah, they just won't commit to it. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, even, I, I think I told you guys this, the Backlash main event, which should have been Shinsuke not or shinsuke aj but after i saw shinsuke aj i'm happy it wasn't but mm-hmm. roman and joe that was a good fucking match dude like i i realized because i was watching backlash with my girlfriend who is not a wrestling fan and i realized that when you're watching wrestling with a non-wrestling fan you get this kind of pride and also fear of just please let this be decent Please, I cannot let them see that this is what I watch. And yes. and so Joe Reigns was good because I was like, I think she can get behind this. This is good. Uh, surprise! The one that got her out of her seat the most, though, was Carmella mm-hmm. versus Charlotte. Interesting. Because Carmella is like she's getting on Alexa Bliss's level of annoying, but like Alexa at least seems smart. Whereas Carmella is just this annoying motherfucker. Like, she is pulling the Paul Heyman, my client, beat Brock Lesnar in the main event of WrestleMania. Except instead it's just, I beat Charlotte Flair! I beat Charlotte Flair! And it's nothing but that. And I remember watching it like, I want Charlotte to murder this woman. And, like, I remember Emily behind me, like, jumping up and actually laughing at bits of the match when Charlotte dove in and started beating up Carmel. And I'm like, good. They're getting it. I like this. Nice, nice. This is also the match where I realized, where the fuck has everyone been when it comes to Charlotte? Because I'm including myself in this. Charlotte's probably the best fucking women's wrestler of all time. I am not lying. Charlotte is so damn good, but no one hops on that bandwagon. That's because it's taken Charlotte a long time to get as good as she has. She's always been super athletic. Yeah. But even in, like, a lot of her earlier matches, especially before she moved to the main roster, she had some really fantastic stuff but it was always because of who she was facing. Well, I, I think at it's this that... point, I think she's finally evolved to be more of a ring general and just be able to use her own athletic talents to just be yeah. like, yeah, I'm real fucking good too. Well, not only that, I think it's also because like she didn't have. I mean, she had a character, but the character was my dad is Ric Flair, and that was enough for people to yep. be like, all right. 
she's pulling off the whole I'm related to Flair thing. I don't like it. Which is why, like, I got... Yeah, it's never the smartest decision to be like, I'm just like X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're related to them. Because, like, you know, you had Sasha who had the boss, and that was a badass thing. You had Becky, who was fucking everyone's mama. Everyone loves Miss Becky and her quinoa. <laughs> and then you had Bailey, who was just, at least in NXT, adorable as shit, and just a lovable underdog. Mm-hmm. And then you had Charlotte, who was just like, my dad is Ric Flair. How are you doing today? <laughs> and so I think that's why she wasn't able to catch on. But God, she's so good. Another thing that I think I like about Charlotte, and this is something that was brought up on the uh, the Shane, Kurt Angle, and AJ uh, episode of Table for Three. And the reason that Kurt says that AJ is one probably one of the best wrestlers of this generation is because he's always willing to learn and adapt and he's good at that. Yeah. And I think Charlotte has been able to do that a lot better than Mm -hmm. um, a lot of other uh, women wrestlers who have moved up to the main roster. Yeah. Not only that though, dude, like I just love like some of the little bit of saltiness she has mostly all capitalized during her WrestleMania main event which I openly, like, stood up in my chair and applauded for. Everyone else is like, why are you so happy? I'm like, because she is basically telling Triple H to suck her non-existent dick with his entrance. It I is... will also... Yeah. I will say that, like, that character uh, growth is really, really important for any wrestler. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. can see... What will make a good wrestler great is if their character develops any good lord, you need that. <laughs> are you are you referring to another member of the roster whose uh, only character to growth right now is I'm a madman and I want to beat up Sam and Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Sam, the, you take that back to Sami Zayn, who Sami has completely revitalized himself yeah. with his heel gimmick because he does just he just does this weird shit now. Yeah. After he like, there's one moment where he kicked Roman or something, and then he just did a little fun jig, and I'm like, oh man, if that was somebody I actually liked that you kicked, I would hate you. I mean, yeah, dude. We well, I mean, we brought it up on the show, Sammy talking about turning heel, where he's like, it's just like when you break up with a girl and you realize all the stuff you thought was cute before is now just annoying as shit. And I'm like, exactly. that's really good. Uh, but a you know what? T- for a, for a, a wrestling show with just us on it, we're talking a lot of wrestling right now. I know, right? Another another heel turn that um. I'm not sure, because I've seen a lot of like people online like, this revitalized his career. It's putting him back where he needs to be. And that is, in fact, Shinsuke Nakamura. Promo-wise, entrance-wise, everything else-wise, good. In-ring-wise, fuck. Like, I remember, like, I was sitting there during AJ style or uh, yeah during AJ versus styles and just being like hell yeah this is gonna be the match of the night can't wait to watch it it's gonna be fantastic and by the end I had to text Dylan and just be like they had good matches before right I'm not the I'm not just thinking that they once had a good match he was like yeah yeah they they had a good one for NIWGP 
it it's a really weird thing because however I'm not at the point where I'm willing to accept it yet. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that maybe he's got that good match. He's just got to get past the dick punching. Yeah. Oh, also, could you fucking move your camera or something? Because all we're doing right now is getting a shot at your sexy ass room. There we go. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I remember watching that match and seeing the dick punch. And I, at that point, I was still worried about predictions. I was not worried about whether this was a good match or not. I was worried about, oh shit, Nakamura better not fucking win this. And when he hit the dick punch, I'm like, oh shit, Nak might win this. Then AJ <laughs> turned around, hit a dick punch, and I'm like, that was real sudden, but okay. And then the end of the match where they just rear back and kick each other in the nuts as hard as they can. I just remember staring like, okay, that was a good spot. One, two, three. But they're probably going to get back up, have another couple of blows. AJ's going to four, five, six. Okay, AJ's getting a little slow back to his feet. Maybe, uh... Maybe one of them's just gonna beat the other. Seven, eight, nine. At that point, I went, oh, fuck this. Ten. Double, double down. Fuck yeah, this yeah, match. There hasn't been a concise, like, victory since Shinsuke's heel turn. Yeah. This is why I'm thinking they're holding off a blow-off match for until later. Which is, it also plays into the whole, I hate seeing your guys in like a program where you're not going to have an actual match until a big show but you still get put in matches against each other yeah well not because a- those invariably always don't go as well i do i do love the no speak english gimmick though i do have to say that because like, yeah holy- like you said promo wise very good yeah 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 uh, it's just like they're not things are get. They haven't had a good match ending, like a really good. That was a good ending to that match, like in recent weeks, because they had a weird one on SmackDown too, because they had Jeff Hardy versus The Miz. Hardy hits beautiful Swanton Bomb, and I was just sitting here like, that's weird. I could have sworn Miz was gonna win this and go on to Money in the Bank, but okay, hits the Swanton Bomb, which is a finishing move. In other words, yeah. it's supposed to beat the shit out of the Miz so bad that he will not move or get his shoulder up for a three count. It's how devastating the most devastating move of all times kill it's killed humans. <laughs> but here's what happens instead. Swanton Bob, Jeff goes for the pin, Miz just flips on his belly and pins Jeff for a quick three count and then leaves the ring. And I just remember being like, What the fu that's not how you sell that. Like, I could under. I was like, he's gonna get the knees up. Doesn't get the knees up. Oh, okay, Jeff's gonna win this. Oh, no, Miz is gonna do some weird shit real quick. Okay. Miz is just gonna suddenly hulk up and pin him. Oh. Did you watch the Cesaro Sheamus segment I told you about? No, I know you told me about oh. it, but I didn't get home until after SmackDown so, was over. Oh, man, like, I, I remember hearing about the bar, like, becoming, like, a real tag team and not a we were two guys that got thrown together tag team. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, I guess. But I never really got behind them. Like, I I saw the segment where they beat a bunch of dudes up in a bar, and I was like, that's cool, that's some APA shit. 
Tonight is they the... got they got better consistently after that until yeah. they kept losing. Tonight, it, well, hold on. They even brought that shit up because Corey Graves, like, because you know they were playing the angle of Xavier Woods beat Sheamus and all that, and Corey Graves was just like, or was it? It was one of them. We're just like. These are the men that got beat by Braun Strowman and a 10-year-old. They could probably lose this match. And then uh, I was just sitting there like, wow, way to really bring up how hard of a burial that was, buddy. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. my favorite moment was a backstage segment where Sheamus is upset about losing to Xavier Woods. And you see him pacing and just kind of munching on something. And then Cesaro just walks in and he's like, what are you doing? And it pans out and Seamus has a giant fucking bag of Lucky Charms. And I started crying. Like, Seamus just looks and he's just like, I'm so upset about losing to Xavier Woods. I'm having to eat Lucky Charms. It's the only thing that keeps me calm. And I was like, I fucking love this. And so... Scotty, how many times a week do you feel the instinctual need to eat lucky charms <laughs> it happens a lot well actually it's bootios but they're very similar um no even better than so i we're this is gonna go off topic but you've seen the second ninja turtles movie from the 90s correct we've discussed yes. it on a load of bs yes. before uh-huh. And you know the greatest line in the movie, which is when Shredder, upon discovering that his two super mutants are fucking idiot children, just runs out. <laughs> They're babies! Well, Seamus apparently stole that line reading because fucking Cesaro, like, he's just like, they will not make a fool out of the bar two weeks in a row. Opens up his suitcase. Suitcase is filled with fucking pancakes. Seamus starts losing his shit. Seamus opens his. His is full of pancakes. Now they start losing their fucking minds, picking up their suitcases and flinging pancakes around the locker room, screaming, PANCAKES! It's pancakes! It's all pancakes all the way down. It's pancakes all the way down. Oh, man, and that was when I realized that I love Seamus and Cesaro. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, dude, like, it's been a weird... Because, like, I haven't watched, because we're bad at this, watched actual wrestling, like, dedicatedly, but I was like, since I finished the new book and all that, I'm like, I'm going to actually try to start watching wrestling again, like, going over, watching all of Raw, watching all of SmackDown. Man, how did I used to do that? I used to do that on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, fuck, I can't, man. Because, like, point, yeah. Like, I could get through just SmackDown. Yeah. Or just most of Raw. But that's so many hours. It's so much, dude. I also don't get home anymore until after those shows are over. Yeah. Oh, also, I forgot to talk about this on Raw. And the fact that I got so happy, because, and this is what started this segment, so this is a nice cap to end it on, is the fact that I was like, well, Finn's gonna win because Roman's probably gonna feud with Brock, because that's who they're gonna keep pushing him forward, put him with a top guy, top guy, top guy. Who are they feuding him with? Bap! Jinder Mahal! Fuck yeah! (laughs) If If there was ever a sign that they were like, maybe we don't, Roman. Maybe we just don't Roman for a while, guys. Let's just what? put him with gender for a while. What was that chant 
beat the traffic? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Me and my dad got salty about that. Because I watched it live and I didn't really notice anyone leaving. But my dad was just like, son, let me tell you, I was getting mad at that crowd because that was a good damn match right there, I tell you what. And then all those people coming out screaming at people. I couldn't stand it. And it was like being at Philadelphia at the Royal Rumble all over again. And I'm like, oh, to be fair, there was more of a reason to boo in Philly. Yep. This is, however, this is what happens when you systematically make your main events that predictable. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was really good, dude. Like it was a good match. I've seen like uh, the good spots from it, and it yeah. was a good match. Oh, and Roman's like facial expressions when he's getting he's in the coquina clutch. I was I was ge- genuinely like, are they gonna pull a Roman passes out in the clutch? Because Roman looked like he was gonna die. I was like, oh hell yeah, this is awesome. And then of course yeah. flips over a spear. And now Roman has always been pretty good at selling. Yeah. That's yeah, always yeah. been one of his best qualities. Oh yeah, I'll say that. Other than what was the one match where he randomly like started smiling in the middle of it? And that was all the internet called him on for the next couple days. What you mean that sounds like what he did on the it's his first match with Brock. Yep, that's what it was. Was mm-hmm. that the, that was also the match that ended with Seth beating the shit out of which by the way Someone mm. needs to talk to Seth about whipping that fucking belt over his head. Because it was cool at first, and now it's just giving me severe anxiety every time he does it. <laughs> He's going to lose his grip once, and guess what? Now there's a random child in the front row who is Intercontinental Champion because Seth got a little too grease on his hands and lost control of the belt. Well, it'll be a nice a nice souvenir. Yeah. Because as as a child... There's a president now that he will have to vacate it, or she. Oh, the child? Oh, yeah. The yes. chi- well, no, he gets one day. He gets a day, then he comes back the next day, and he's just like, I'm in fourth Oh, well, Braun has to come with him, obviously, as the uh, official child saint of the WWE. Oh, God. Carlos! Carlos, tell Kurt what you told me. I have to be at school next Monday, so I can't defend the belt. That's right, Carlos, so what are you going to have to do? Vacate the title. That's right, Carlos. Now give it to me. What? That's was it. Give it to me. Okay. You want to get these hands? No. Did I tell you what I read the other day? That uh-huh. like the result would have been the same for Bronze match, except he could have had somebody who could have actually tagged into the match and done something. Oh yeah, yeah. and that is if. The man who put Braun Strowman on the map was Braun's tag team partner. Because the man who subconsciously implanted the fact that Braun has two hands and people need to get these hands because these hands give him a fighting chance. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about my close personal friend Adam Rose. (laughs) Because uh, Braun was a rosebud for a while there. But no, I see. I like yours as well. Mm-hmm. That um, would have been a nice like no chin music no at chin. WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh. Now I do enjoy. Uh, I did enjoy when KO came out to interrupt uh, Braun on Monday and basically announced that qualifying match between the two of them. Braun was just like, "You want to get in this ring and get these hands?" <laughs> at which point Kevin jumps off the apron and backs away. He's just like, "No, I don't want your hands. I want nothing to do with you. I just want to be in the money in the bank match." Yep. 
I just love, I don't want your hands. I do not need your hands. Sir, sir, I do not want those hands. Thank you. Please do not give me those hands. Did you read why Sami Zayn wasn't at the Greatest Royal Rumble? Was it because he's, it was because he's Syrian, right? And they were like, we do not want that shit to go down. Well, yes, but it was also because he was, he's very big on supporting things like his Sammy for Syria campaign. Yeah. And the fact is that it was kept so hush-hush that nobody knew, did, that only top-level management and Sammy knew why he wasn't there. Oh, apparently for a while, Sammy didn't fucking know. Because apparently, yeah, I can't remember him. who it was, but someone interviewed him and he was like, I have no idea why I wasn't there. I'm not even gonna lie. It did not come out until after the show was yeah. over. Well, I mean, obviously. Oh, also, fucking Corey Graves, announcer extraordinaire. You know how he got all that heat over the Instagram post he put where he put the quote of just like, uh, it's always good to travel, but I enjoy being back home with a nice drink, remembering how people, all people here have their rights. Yep. Well, tonight, Corey, and the most half-assed explanation of all time. I can't remember what he was talking about, but he was just like, look, man, it, it doesn't matter, Byron. Every so- once in a while, I put something on my Instagram with, it, with a quote that doesn't mean anything at all. And I was like, damn it, Corey, we all know what you did. Don't act like you didn't. It's just the Instagram crowd is really weird. They cheer the people they normally boo, and they boo the people they normally cheer. Mm-hmm. Just like Canada. Just like fucking Canada. But not like Saudi Arabia, who does what we want them to. That's right. And uh, you know who else does what we want them to? No. Because yeah, but- nobody does. Nobody does! All of our fans. They go over to patreon.com slash a load of BS and they go to support all of the BS network programs. They support a load of BS. They support Fight Boys. They support Opposite Attractions. They support all of their favorite BS network programming. Of course, we're going to start having new stuff coming out soon, hopefully. I'm going to start doing writing tutorials and stuff like that. Also, if you guys enjoy my books. And it's all going to be... For you lovely patrons. Wait, no, it's going to be for everybody. I'm sorry. But if you want to support it, go over to patreon.com slash a load of BS, which means, Blake, it's now time for, uh, oh, wait, shit, you weren't here for it, I don't think, when Dylan fucking called us out for how shitty the dust watch was when he wasn't here. Yep. He was, he was just like, yeah, I saw that, and I was really ashamed of both of you. Um, what we can do, let me go over to Twitter for this Dustwatch extravaganza. Well, you should just say, hey, sorry our last one a couple weeks ago wasn't up to snuff. Yeah. No worries. We're gonna get that shit down. By the way. Fuck you, follow us. uh, Triple B, I would like to invite you to a tryout at BXT. Uh, man, here's the thing. I really want, because I, I finally got the Quizlecorp Revelations physical copy here, and I kind of want to just take a picture <laughs> of the chapter. I'm fairly sure it's chapter 23, and it is in fact titled Chucky e. T's, and just send it to him. And just be like, oh, yo, dog, no. I wrote this fucking book with you in it. I think this is worth a follow. Actually, I, I kind of want to do... We can, I mean, I'll probably do that dust watch as well. I want to do 
an an accusatory watch because one of our favorite you and I one of our favorite YouTube channels Polygon just came out with a with a new series called Brand Slam and it's essentially a fake wrestling organization yep and WWE 2K18 where they kind of have their own matches and storylines. Of course, it does all revolve around the mascots of various food corporations. But even then, I think we take it to Patrick Gill, creator of fucking Brand Slam right now, and let him know the business. Oh, Lord. So... This is all coming straight from the Blake's mouth. Tell me what I gotta say. Um, listen up, kid. <laughs> listen up, kid. You have no idea the world you've been stepping in. The world you're stepping in. Should we make sure he knows what the fucking, what were you talking about? Nope. Um, I'm I'm sorry. I have to with this hashtag brand slam business. This is JWF territory. This is you can't. <laughs> um, hmm. The world a... of WWK18 simulations. You're not a real brand stealing wrestling federation until you get the guy it's jwf territory if you want if you want the crown you can come take it from former jwf celebrity champion guy fieri Signed Guy Fieri. Guy versus your Grand Slam champion. <laughs> Book it. Oh, wow, we've hit that 280. <laughs> so listen. <laughs> so listen up at Patrick. I'm sorry, we do have to probably include his handle or else we just tweeted oh, yeah. out this right. You have no idea the world you're stepping in with this Brand Slam business. The world of 2K18 pay-per-view simulations is JWF territory. If you want the crown, you can come take it from former JWF's guy versus your Grand Slam champion in a... What would be a food-based pay-per-view match? In a... Hmm. Hmm. In a, uh... In a Happy Meal cage match. In a Happy Meal cage match. Also, ask Sexy Chucky T to follow us. (laughs) We've already broken the limit, dude. I'm having to do two separate tweets. Grand Slam champion in a Happy Meal steel cage match. Book it. Also, we actually truly respect your work. Please get Chucky T to follow. Also, we actually truly respect your work and love what you do for the wrestling gaming community. It just gets real sweet at the end. Hashtag 
follow the toad. <laughs> no hashtag what? retweet the toad. <laughs> hashtag does do Pat watch. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. Hashtag DM us for an explanation. I can't read if anything I'm writing is actually right. That's fine. Oh, no, after all the ta- hashtags. Oh, also, <laughs> at Chucky, t- at Sexy Chucky T should follow us. <laughs> oh, I like this one. Hashtag secret dust watch. <laughs> oh, I'm if kinda- we didn't use his- Oh, wait, okay, hold on a second. I'm going to have to, I'm going to do this. I'm having to add a second tweet to it. Oh boy. I think, shit, okay. There we go. The fucking world's longest dust watch. And it's... (laughs) Oh my god. I feel like we might actually get a reply from Pat. The rest, however... (laughs) Might not be that good at all. Yeah. Actually, if he does ask, just send him to this episode. <laughs> because... Like a timestamp of this yeah. is what's going on. We're sorry. We also <laughs> do the thing you do. If you want help with it, I can do cool arenas and stuff. Well, well I really just like, because I feel like this is such a good actual wrestling podcast episode. Oh yeah, this is such a good show. We're so quality. We just spent five minutes composing a tweet to Polygon's lead video editor. Look, we spent 30 minutes talking about shit. Now, Blake, I feel like there may be a problem if we send Patrick to the JWF, and that's Patrick's co-host on Brand Slam, also known as Griffin McElroy. May also have a look at the run that Griffin Clouds had as JWF champion and sue us for libel. I I don't know why. why, How are those two even related? Well, (laughs) yeah, they're not at all the same person. Um, Also, you know, he doesn't work there anymore. Yeah, they fuck that guy. Fuck that guy we love so much. (laughs) So, speaking of love, I think I have a new love, but not in a good way. Oh, no. Do <laughs> you know when a celebrity says something that's just inspirational enough for you to not get angry at it, but if you start to break it down, it's real fucked? Yes, that's mostly what celebrities do well, I, like, nowadays. I remember I once heard a story about Kanye, and this was before Kanye got became Kanye. And some dude went over to Kanye's house, and there was a giant portrait of Kanye in the mansion of Kanye. So he was looking at, like, two Kanyes. Big Kanye and little Kanye. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to say the word Kanye again. Kanye, what's up with the giant thing? And he just turns to him, he's like, hey man, if you're not a fan of yourself, who will be? And I'm like, that's really inspirational. That also could probably lead to you being a fucking psychopath who only cares about yourself and yells at people at TMZ. <laughs> like? 
Kanye. Kanye. And so <laughs> the name of this episode is definitely Kanye voice. Um, <laughs> so Ronda Rousey, totally unrelated to what I was just talking about. She's a doomsday prepper, but not, not for normal reasons. Oh no! Have you not? Oh, have you not read this? Okay, I'm not. So you know, normal people with doomsday prepping, they're just like, I want to make sure I can rebuild the world. I wanna, I wanna last through this. I wanna, I wanna live on past that. Well, Rhonda has her own reasons. I'm a big doomsday prepper. Rousey recently said during a public discussion with Peter Berg. I think of it as a very positive outlook on the world. Man. The fucking concept that we all gonna die. That's a real positive outlook on the world. Some people think it's negative. But I think as a self-proclaimed genetic cream of the crop such as I am, I owe it to humanity to survive the end of the world. It's my responsibility. Instead of my apocalypse plan being a handle of alcohol and maybe tears, which is a lot of people's plan, I'm like, I'm going to make it. If anyone's going to make it, I'm going to make it. Damn, Rhonda. It's really inspirational at first. But then you remember that Rhonda referred to herself as the self-proclaimed genetic cream of the crop, which sounds like a Scott Steiner promo. Well, I was just saying somewhere... Macho is just like, you see the mummified hand of Macho Man Randy Savage just stick out of the ground going, Ooh, someone's stepping. Someone's stepping. I do enjoy this concept as well. Rousey and her husband raise goats because they are the perfect doomsday animal. And that's my new favorite sentence of all time I've ever said. Well, yeah, you know, they eat the radiation. <laughs> Couple of fucking rad roaches pimp up on a goat. Goat don't give a shit. Goat punches him in the face with his feet. Rad goats. Rad goats. And it's actually, it's and not referring to radiation. It's two words. They're just really rad goats. Copy. <laughs> They're really cool dudes. Yep. Oh... Oh, what is man. happening? I just got really scared for a minute because I saw I saw a fucking reply to the tweet we sent out, but it was just the tweet I had to send after that tweet. Oh. So thank God Pat, Pat didn't yell at us. I thought you Pat, were saying. we're so sorry. I oh, thought you were saying, oh, I looked at that tweet. We got blocked. We got blocked by Pat Gill. Hold on. Let's, I'm, I'm just going to keep searching Patrick Gill to see just to make sure. Um, in, in other news of former undefeated female professional wrestlers, where's Asuka? I don't know. I was going to bring this up earlier when we were talking about Carmella and <laughs> like, Charlotte. Where's Asuka been? She's been with all my hopes and dreams. Yeah. Dead. Dead. So, Blake, where's Asuka? I, it was something I realized tonight because it was uh, it was Becky versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, mm-hmm. and I was just sitting there, just staring, like, "Hmm, where's Oscar? What happened to her?" Because apparently Ronda missed it for like a reason this week. I can't remember what it was. 
But yeah, Rhonda missed the show like on purpose. But as far as Asuka, they're just like, mm, let's leave her off until we can bring her back on with a Fanaki gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully, Asuka, hopefully no mm, one remembers. See, this right now Asuka's place in the card is we have nothing for you. Yeah. Well, man, and it makes me sad. Yeah, it was a thing of just like, I, I remember everyone being like, she lost. She lost her streak, and now she's gonna be fucked to hell. And I'm like, no, because I am persistent in my faith of the WWE, which some may call me a fool for, but that's also why we have Dylan, who has no faith in the WWE, and you're that happy medium. That's really the vibe yes. this show gives off. If but, it helps, I would call you crazy. Thank you. And I just, I was like, no, 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 they'll they'll keep Asuka kind of dominant. They'll put her on the show, have her go after Carmella next, maybe. And that will be a great thing. Oh, no. That's not what's happening. All right, so welcome back, Blake. You totally didn't just disappear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the sorrow of a, my electricity in this house fucking sucks. Is bad. Yeah. But you know what's not bad, Blake? Uh, JWF? Well, not only that, all of the JWF merchandise you can get over at merch.alotapurebs.com. We got shirts for all your favorite BS Network programs. We got a load of BS shirts. We got Opposite Attraction merch. Uh, just BS Network stuff in general. And then, of course, Fight Boys merch. We got shirts letting people know if you're a fight boy or a fight girl. Stuff with a Fight Boys logo. A Fight Effin' Boys shirt that uh, Scott Moore wore on the latest episode of JWF uh, Best Pay-Per-View Ever. And then, of course, we got shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars. We got the brand new Scotty Moore shirt. We got the brand new Blake Tanner shirt. Shirts for the Dylan, shirts for the Rat Sension, shirts for all your favorites. Captain Tibbs has a shirt all over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com in the Fight Boys section. Is it weird to refer to ourselves in the third person if we're referring to the JWF Superstar? Um, I don't know what you mean. Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, the JWF superstars, two very different people. Okay, those aren't that bad, but calling my dad Scott Moore felt real bad <laughs> i was like nope it's just dad dad oh. diddy but of course blake that means it's time my boy it's time to turn it over to silver spoon and the the returning hero captain tibbs for a brand new episode of jwf monday night war welcome ladies and gentlemen to jwf Monday Night War, I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always, or at least after these past two weeks, finally making his return is, of course, the owner of the JWF, my compatriot here at the announce table, and of course, one good son of a bitch, it's Captain Tibbs. Hey, Sills, it's great to be back, bud. That's right, of course, I mean, you, you did make your triumphant return to the commentary table at the world's best pay-per-view, but... It's your first Monday Night War back. Yeah. I mean, how you feeling, buddy? Feeling pretty good. Rested, relaxed. I've been on an adventure. That's I've right. I've spanned the globe. I have crossed the continents. Went to Atlantis. Now, wait, hold on. Atlantis or Atlanta? No, the underwater one. So, Atlanta. Okay, so, of course, Tibbs. No, I mean... no, that's Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Now, of course, uh, you've been gone for a while, and you've been telling me you've gotten some ideas. Some ideas for this next upcoming pay-per-view. So, I mean, why don't you... Uh, why do I keep I, jabber... I, I, I'll tell everybody. Don't I worry say, about Why I keep jabber John? Get Go on out there. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends, lovers, compatriots of all ages, welcome. Welcome to JWF Monday Night Raw. It's war, but I wanted to roar with it. So anyway, hope all you motherfuckers are ready and raring because Tibbs has got something, something real great for you. Something real great for and because in the next five weeks, you're going to see probably the best damn thing that, it, that has come out of this head since I invented wrestling. It's all leading up to JWF's biggest premiere pay-per-view Cash in the bag. One of my favorites. One of the things I invented, Cash in the bag, of course. But I'm not gonna not gonna toot my own horn about it. We all know how good of an idea it was. There's gonna be title matches at this pay-per-view. There's gonna be competition beyond anything you've ever seen. And most importantly, the cash in the bag match. Six men beat the holy hell out of each other. For the chance to climb a ladder and win the cash in the bag briefcase lunchbox. It is a briefcase lunchbox that gives its holder the opportunity to cash in a shot at the JWF title whenever they wish. It's totally original. Created by me, Captain Tibbs. Trademark. Copyright. Patented. Patent pending. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. But the one thing that I do know... Whether or not I own the copyright or the ability to patent that is that it is going to be absolute and utter mayhem. But the thing that we don't know is we don't know who's going to be in the match yet. So that's why over the next five weeks we're going to have everything from qualifying matches, tournament style. We're going to finally see who the best of the best in the JWF is and who needs to take that. Oh, and well, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, this is an absolutely shock. I, I didn't think we'd ever see this man. Of course, we saw him at the Regal Rumble this year, but we just thought he was a, a, a featured player. Surprise, it's JXT Superstar. Of course, our developmental territory. It's AJ Steele, one of the uh, breakout stars of the JXT, and it looks like that he's here and he's got something to say to Captain Tip. So wait just a minute. You say that you want the best of the best for cash in the bag, Tibbs. You want the greatest that this company has to offer. Then look no further than what's in front of you because this body of steel is going to be the next cash in the bag champion. You see, Tibbs, I'm a man who appreciates a good opportunity. I took the opportunity to make my debut at one of the greatest regal rumbles of all time. I took the opportunity to outlast several other men and be one of the last men standing in that match. Why? Because I wake up every morning. I eat red meat. I lay on top of my wife and then I train. I train for hours at a time to build this body of steel and that's why I demand you put me in that match. All right, mister, I was in that match and I'm fairly certain that I've never met you before in my life, but... If what you say is true, then in my opinion, 
Not wasting an opportunity doesn't mean coming in third place at the Regal Rumble. It means winning it. And to be frank, I didn't win the thing either, but that's fair. I got what I needed to do done. Neither here nor there. Because you know what, Mr. Steel? Mr. A.J. Steel with the body of steel, yes. Okay, you're right. I've never seen you before, but I'm pretty sure you work hard. I'm pretty sure you play hard. You are the guy that does the endorsements, right? Ah, that's right, of course. AJ Special Dick Pills. Perfect for male vitality, performance, hair growth, whatever you need. Get yours now if you want to build a body of steel like this all right, man. All right, I get if it, you want to get, get oh. I get it, please stop. I'm not going to have you promoting things on my show if you haven't paid me for it. We can talk about that later. But you know what? Seeing you come out here for the first time in my life. I see something in you, Mr. Steel. I see a superstar waiting for his big moment. And Tibbs is never wrong about somebody who's gonna have a big moment. So tonight, tonight, you are going to be in our first qualifying match for the cash in the bag at this moment right here. And who's it gonna be against? I gotta think of a big opponent for a big man like you. Oh, I've got it. You're gonna be face to face with a man that's a monster among the trees. A man that's a beast that drinks maple syrup all day long. And the, a man who knows that the only way to treat a pancake and a flapjack is to eat it. You're gonna be up there with a man who's like a son to me. The Lumberjack! Oh my god, Tiff! An absolutely phenomenal announcement from you right there, buddy! I mean, of course, I mean, you're talking about the Lumberjack being like a son to you. You do know you have a... You actually have a son, right? Canada. I know I love him very much, but... I could have more than one. Oh, alright, Tiff. Well, I hear you talking and about... And I do. Oh, okay! Well, of course, I hear you talking about this qualifying match for the cash in the bag. Of course, as we know, the cash in the bag match, six men enter the ring, and they work to climb that title for that cash in the bag briefcase, which will give them a shot at the JWF title holder, who, of course, as of right now is Blake Tanner. But, Tibbs, of course, at the end of the world's best pay-per-view, you announced that there is a new number one contender, and his name is Scotty Moore. I mean, do, do, do you remember that? You were a bit off during the, the ending there. Uh, what happened? Well, uh, apparently, I mean, I've looked at the playbacks numerous times. I asked you, does Scotty Moore deserve another title shot? And you did, in fact, say yes. You gave Scotty Moore a title shot. Was this when I was leaving because I wasn't paying attention? I, it was near the end, but, I mean, Tibbs, it was out of your mouth, and you are the commissioner, so... It looks like it cash in the bag. There will be a match for the JWF title, and Scotty Moore will be there. I don't remember this. This is the universe changing things. That's right. Well, of course, Scotty Moore is backstage right now, and he has some uh, a reply to that announcement by you, Tibbs. <laughs> How ironic. How ironic that at the world's best pay-per-view, I prove to everyone in that audience that I'm the world's best wrestler. Hell, I'm beyond the world's best wrestler. I'm the best wrestler of this world or any other. 
I could go on multi-dimensional fucking adventures and kick the ass of anyone who tried to best me. You see, I proved at the world's best pay-per-view that I deserve the JWF title. And well, it looks like Captain Tibbs, he's finally paying attention. Because for those of you who didn't stick around for the after show, Tibbs admitted it came out of his mouth that I earned a title shot. No, 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 I didn't beg for it. I didn't, I didn't plead for it week in and week out like others have. No, no, I earned my title shot. I don't care how many glasses of bourbon he had. I don't care how much weed he smoked in the back room. That old son of a bitch said it. He said I earned a title shot and I'm taking it at cash in the bag. <laughs> you see, Captain Tibbs has finally realized that he's been putting all of his eggs in the wrong basket for far too long. You see, Captain Tibbs put all of his faith in Blake Tanner, all of his hopes in Blake Tanner. He made sure, he tried to push this man as the number one face of the company. He wanted to put Blake Tanner on posters, on commemorative cups. And you know, he just now realized how drastically misplaced his faith was in Blake Tanner. Yeah, that's why he decided to give me another shot. All of you, all of you trolls on the internet, you want to say that I begged for this title shot? Or that I wormed my way into it? That I used Ryback to become the number one contender? But no, no, no. You say that because you're afraid of the truth. You're afraid of the truth that Captain Tibbs finally realized that the Blake Tanner experiment is a fucking failure. And he brought me in to knock his fucking head off his shoulders and take my spot as the rightful champion of the JWF because Captain Tibbs knows that I'm a champion to be proud of. And Blake Tanner is just a little bitch that's gonna get put down in just a few weeks at cash in the bag. So Blakey boy, enjoy that title while you got it. Because in just a few weeks, I'm going to be carrying your head back to the locker room on top of it. Oh my god, Tibbs. Scotty Moore, I mean, Scotty Moore sounds vicious after this announcement. It sounds like he's got this new vitriol. He's coming straight for that JWF title. But do you agree with what he said? Do you feel this way about Blake Tanner? Short story, no. <laughs> Long story, no. All right, well, I guess... Maybe not, probably not. Oh, I was real wasted the other day. That's right, Tibbs, <laughs> but, I mean, I guess Scotty Moore, Scotty Moore's got some new vigor, some new vigor, some vitriol. He's, he's ready to take on. He is ready to take on Blake Tanner at the next Cash in the Back pay-per-view. But, of course... <sighs> Who knows? I mean, if these two men could beat the holy hell out of each other, and they could come out on the other side to run into a cash-in-the-bag cash-in, which would lead to them losing their title in just a few minutes. I mean, of course, we remember Blake Tanner has history with cash-in-the-bag cash-ins. Just last Summerfest pay-per-view, Griffin Clouds, of course, came out and cashed in his cash-in-the-bag briefcase to win the title from Blake Tanner after winning it for only a few seconds prior. I mean, it is the ultimate opportunity of the cash in the bag briefcase. I will say that, but if anything, I think Blake Tanner is more prepared than anyone to take that risk and take the challenge of someone cashing in on him again. That's right, but in order to find out who's going to be in that match, 
we're going to have to have some qualifying matches. And, of course, right now is one you announced earlier tonight. AJ Steele versus the massive man known as the Lumberjack. And it looks like AJ just kind of boasting, boasting in the middle of the ring, posing, showing off his body of steel that he likes to refer to it. And now, really? It looks like he's actually trying to engage Lumberjack in a test of strength. I mean, Tibbs, you know this cannot be a, a good idea against that giant tree of a man. No, the, the Lumberjack is actually made of steel. <laughs> That's right. It looks like the Lumberjack quickly showing it as he's rending the wrists of AJ Steele backwards, pushing him to the ground, nearly breaking the wrists of the former JXT superstar. Oh, but wait! AJ kicking the legs out from underneath the Lumberjack, sending him down to his knees. It looks like he's trying to get a pick on that for an ankle lock, but the Lumberjack quickly kicking AJ Steele away. <clears throat> it looks like AJ just trying to make it back to his feet in the corner, but ooh! Quickly getting charged by the Lumberjack as he smashes his body into AJ Steele, slamming him against the turnbuckle. That's got to feel like a Mack truck coming at you, Tibbs. And much like a Mack truck, he is getting run over. That's right. It looks like AJ getting poised on the top turnbuckle by the Lumberjack, who gets a ooh, massive avalanche arm drag, slamming him down onto the ground, going for a pin. One, two, ooh, kick out at two from AJ Steele. And Lumberjack, I don't even think Lumberjack's upset about that kick out. Looks like he's actually wanting, wanting to put out some more punishment. Who is this guy again? Oh, of course, AJ Steele, former JXT superstar. We all know about him. We've all uh, not exactly been a fan of him, but he has certainly been effective in our developmental territory. JXT taking on the likes of Mojo Gruff, uh, Griffin Clouds when he was in JXT. All of them faced off against AJ Steele, and after so many years in developmental, it looks like he's finally trying to take a pick here. But unfortunately, I do Is not... Is this the guy who talks about the frogs? Yeah, yeah, he had the uh, excellent uh, frog interview back in 2010, but of course now oh. it looks like all he's about to get is a lumberjack slam as the lumberjack just setting up for it. But wait, is that, is that the music of, of Canada Charlie? The JWF Captain's Champion coming out to the ring. He does not look happy with a lumberjack rushing onto the apron. It looks like the lumberjack trying to chase him off. But oh my God, Steel rushing from behind. Gritting a jacket, a big roll-up, stealing away the win from him. And it all looks like AJ just rushing out of the way. I mean, it, if I was near that angry Lumberjack, I would definitely be running away as well. But Lumberjack just kind of seems distraught at this loss. I mean, a, a quick stolen victory from AJ Steele. What do you make of it, Tibbs? Well, that was definitely... Uh, I... But... Uh, not like this. That's right, but wait, Lumberjack just looks shaking his head as he turns into the ring, but oh my god! Canada Charlie rushing him with the Captain's Championship, slamming it into the face of the Lumberjack. Oh my god, blood pouring down the face, getting into the beard, matting it against his face as Charlie starts bashing that metal title against the skull of the Lumberjack. Blood is everywhere. This is, this is absolutely horrifying, Tibbs. No, son. That's right, and Charlie looks like furious as he starts just choking Ch Lumberjack with the title, pulling the strap around his neck, choking him. And now, Don't, please stop. Don't do this. That's right. Booze just raining down on Charlie, tossing the captain's title to the ground. And now it looks like he's just 
Pulling the Lumberjack to the feet. And oh, a big Canadian DDT slamming the skull of the Lumberjack down under the captain's title. And now Charlie, I mean, quickly leaving the ring. Medical personnel tending to the Lumberjack's wounds. Tibbs, this is, this is horrifying. Do you know what could be getting into the mind of Canada Charlie? I, I don't know. <laughs> I've just tried to show him my love. I'm, I, I have numerous accounts that you have not. But Tibbs, I mean that this. I'm talking about the last couple of months, in particular. <laughs> okay, but even then, Tibbs, I mean, I feel like the lumberjack, lumberjack has got some hate coming to him. But I think we're gonna find out what happens between these two next time on JWF Monday Night War. So, Blakey T, what did you learn this week? I learned that uh. You never want to fuck with Triple B. The Triple B. Uh... He's, uh, the Papa of Papas. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so making a Triple B the Papa of Papas shirt. <laughs> um, man, oh, dude, I saw the new Camp WWE, and he's not in it as much as he used to be, but Aww. evil John Cena's in it, and it's my favorite thing in the entire fucking world. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and I learned this week... That Kanye, 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 Kanye. This is America. Oh shit. Okay. Weird Ooh. remix at the end there. Uh, so oh, Blake, no. where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake Atena on the Twitter. Um, the same in Instagram, I guess. I don't post it on that, but I yeah. got pictures of me. Um, you can find me. <laughs> Uh, doing this podcast and a load of BS on our uh, Twitch streaming channel. You can also find me at the Darkroom Vidya, that is D-A-R-K-R-O-O-M-V-I-D-Y-A, on YouTube and now on Twitch. Yep, <clears throat> and you can also find him having a throat lozenge for how uh -huh. badly Tibbs destroyed his voice. Which is really weird. Tibbs just comes in and punches me in the throat while I'm while he's talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how he gets your chair in front of the microphone. He just rushes in and I could uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S E O T T Y E M O. Make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. The entire Quiesel Corp series. The trilogy is complete, ladies and gentlemen. Quiesel Corp Revelations came back last Monday. It's getting a lot of good reviews. I'm really excited, and I hope you guys would be excited to read it as well. And then, of course, BS versus the Gods, the book where me and Blake defeat Grecian gods because we're total badasses, and we totally don't just fucking luck out most of the time. And then, of course, make sure to check out all the other BS Network programs wherever good podcasts are sold. A load of BS, the show where me and Blake are... It's really just uh, drinking whiskey, making a podcast, being dicks. And then, of course, Opposite Attractions. We're about to start Season 3. Make sure to uh, subscribe to our Twitch channel if you want to watch us record it live this Wednesday. It's our show where we try to build our own theme park. So make sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to, of course, go buy our merch over at merch.alotapurebs.com. And as always, ladies and gentlemen... You can find us at a load of pure BS .com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Chuck Taylor. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.